This is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Syraclad, featuring one-on-one interviews with designers, contractors, city managers, and civic leaders, as well as thought leaders committed to sustainability, innovation, and solutions that are attractive, affordable, and create healthy living environments. Our podcast illuminates the challenges, breakthroughs, and proven solutions brought to industries, organizations, and our communities. From the office and manufacturer of Syraclad in Redmond, Washington, and on location, this is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast. For our guest today, we'd love to welcome and thank you very much for being on the show, Bronka Knezevic. Bronk is a uh, architect and founder of Plana, a Los Angeles-based architecture and design studio rooted in design, ecological, and so- social sustainability and effective project management. Their, uh, their mission is to create environments that are timeless, inspirational and bring forth positive outcomes. For more information, you can visit the website at planaarchitects.com. Again, that's planaarchitects.com. Branka, we like to start off your show today with uh, a quote or a prayer or an axiom that you find moving or uh, matters to you personally and professionally. Great. Well, uh, as you know, I love quotes. So for today... Uh, I'd like to share this one by Anatole France. To accomplish great things, we must not only act, but also dream. Not only plan, but also believe. I kind of like this one, especially since today's show is about innovation. And uh, I think in innovation, there is always uh, a bit of inspiration. Uh, so I kind of thought it would be appropriate. Yes, it is. Now, what what does sustainability mean to you, well, as you personally, professionally, or you know, broad question, or, or even specifically? How how does it mean much or, and and matter to you? Uh, sure, I think sustainability was one of those uh, it words for uh, over a decade sure. in our in our industry, and I think. Uh, in some ways, uh, perhaps uh, its meaning has been a, a little bit diluted over over time. Um, sustainability, of course, uh, refers to environmental, but I think uh, in our case and in my practice, I like to think of it also as social uh, responsibility. Uh, so I think for me, primarily, sustainability means uh, a form of responsibility, not just to our environment, but our society. I think there is... Um, an innate uh, sense of ethics and morals uh, that that comes uh, with it, uh, not only to our natural environment, uh, our planet, uh, uh, the plants and the animal species that live on it, and preserving that for obviously future generations to enjoy, uh, but also uh, there is, um, I think, a responsibility to. Uh, our economies and uh, the people uh, that um, our work affects. I like that you said an innate sense of morals and ethics. You share with yes. uh, with the, uh, your audience today what that means to you and why it means so much to you. Yes, well, I think that, you know, for a while uh, we've uh, been on this... Um, uh, uh, progressive uh, environmental uh, train and I think it's great I think sustainability is now uh, a part of uh, even codes in California uh, especially in California um, but I also think that um, 
uh, as architects, uh, we have a bigger responsibility. I think, you know, it's easy in some ways to check off all these boxes, uh, whether it be a, a LEED certification checklist and uh, still produce a building that might not, with all that, uh, address perhaps the needs of the people uh, or the society or uh, maybe some uh, underserved or less privileged uh, individuals. And I think uh, that uh, as architects, we, we have that responsibility. I think through architecture, we, we also have a great opportunity uh, to, to educate uh, and inspire uh, people. So uh, I, I think that all should kind of be included in that uh, definition of sustainability. I think sustainability should, um, we should expand our understanding of it even further. I like that. Educate and inspire. I've seen a, a lot of your work, most of it obviously online, and uh, it, it appears to me very strongly that you design from a person outwards rather than just what does the space require. Is that to educate and inspire part of your process? Uh, absolutely. I think uh, for us, every project is, uh, is uh, something completely new. Um, we uh, uh, we don't repeat any project uh, or or design ever, uh, and um, I think architecture is one of those uh, professions when 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 you always have to be innovating, right? Mm -hmm. And this show is about innovation. So in some ways, we're always inventing something uh, with every every project, and I think that's uh, that's kind of a very exciting proposition. And then once uh, once you have the project or or an uh, end product of a, a building or a piece of architecture, mm -hmm. uh, hopefully others can um, can learn from from it too. Always having to be innovating as an architect, I, I'd never thought that that's like the total reality all the time. Share with us why you're always innovating, really, as an architect. Well, uh, every site, uh, every client, uh, every situation uh, requires uh, an individual custom approach. Um, it's not like you can produce architecture uh, like uh, an assembly, like, uh, you know, like a car. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, as much as uh, I think there are now um, movements that are um, uh, creating this modular type of uh, architecture, in most instances still, architecture is very much a product of its site, of its surroundings, of its community, uh, the people who use it. Um, so, um, uh, with that, I think an architect's job is to always kind of start from scratch. It's a, it's a blank page every time. And then learn as much as possible through the process, through the design process, through uh, the process of interacting with your client or uh, the end user. Uh, so uh, I think uh, with that, all parties learn something new. You know, we learn from our clients, um, uh, whether it be... Uh, you know, an office building and uh, people who work there or a school and the students. We always learn something about how they work and operate. We always learn something new about the site. We always learn something about, you know, maybe uh, there's an organizational goal that we all need to accomplish together uh, through this new architecture. 
Um, and then they learn from us too. Uh, you know, we as architects uh, um, are uh, often the source of new ideas and maybe new uh, ways of using space uh, and, and buildings to accomplish these things. So I think it goes both ways. That source of new ideas. Per, this is a personal question. Do you find yourself always having to innovate just yourself as a person in your personal life so that you can bring it through the profession of being an architect? Absolutely. I, I think um, I, I personally like learning new things. I, I like interacting with uh, uh, different people. Um, and... Um, um, I like art, for example. I'm, I'm trying to follow what's going on in the world. I, I try to even, uh, you know, interact with people in my industry and see, you know, what their take on some things is and how they operate. Um, and um, uh, I think it's important even to network and get new information that way. Uh, I think we, we all have um, almost this... Uh, um, longing to expand, you know, what, what we know. I, I think that's very important. I like that. Expand what we know. And it also sounds like you're also discovering in the process. Do you have a, I mean, I don't know if it's a secret sauce or intellectual property, but do you have a process that you go through on a new project to distill that what what the client is really looking for not just from what they describe they they say they want or think they want but actually what they're going to get and managing their expectations do you have a personal or professional process you go through uh sure i think um over the years um there there could be maybe a formula but i think it's every single time i think it's a little different uh i think we I think one of the first things uh, when we start a project, we, we, you just have to approach it with an open mind uh, and learn as much as possible. We are often invited to uh, help our clients uh, vision uh, what their project could even be. And I think that's, uh, that, that's very exciting, obviously. Uh, but then even once we decide what, what the project is and we, um, we start with, with our design and uh, construction documents, even within that, there's always... Um, uh, there's always something, uh, you know, that comes up or that uh, some, uh, some circumstance or code or mm -hmm. challenge. And then there's even more you could, um, I think some of these restrictions that come along, I think are a, another maybe opportunity to, to fine tune your design and, and learn and, uh, and, per, you know, perfect what, what you started early on. And then construction. Uh, construction is, um, is sort of where all of these uh, um, uh, maybe theories and uh, designs and ideas really, you know, uh, become reality. And in that process, too, there's challenges. There's uh, all kinds of people that are part of it. There's uh, site conditions. There's weather. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and we always have to like deal with them, uh, with, with these challenges in a creative way. Um, so I'd say at every stage, um, of our process, we, we, we have to be creative and, uh, and innovate too. Excellent. You're listening to the architecture and innovation podcast presented by Sierra Clad. 
with uh, the host, uh, yours truly, Tom Dioro. We're talking today with Branka Knezevic, architect and founder of Plana, a Los Angeles-based architecture and design studio. For more information, feel free to visit her website at planaarchitects.com. Again, that's planaarchitects.com. Branka, do, what, uh, do you have a recent projects that you're working on that you're at liberty to share with us that uh, express some of what we're talking about? About uh, innovation. Uh, sure, sure, absolutely. Um, and um, I, I would like to actually uh, start talking about innovation uh, uh, through this building because it's actually a historic building. So, and we're doing a major remodel of it. So it's an existing building where uh, we're essentially reimagining it. Um, but um, uh, I think it's an interesting uh, way to think about innovation. Uh, usually when we think about innovation, we think about building technology, and yes, building technology, uh, you know, especially on Sarah show is, is extremely important. Uh, but I think there's uh, also innovation in, uh, in for example, our uh, process, like, like what we've just talked about. The process of architecture in general is a very slow process, and so, uh, you know, for a smaller project, uh, just to take a, the, build, the project or the building off the ground and start it, it can take a year or two, and then to complete the work a couple of years. On bigger projects, uh, that process can take a decade. Uh, so I think what we can do in terms of uh, accelerating or uh, creating a more uh, effective process in delivering buildings is... is, is very important. Uh, on this project, uh, we've uh, we've dealt with uh, many different um, obstacles, uh, including um, some of the circumstances surrounding the historic nature of the building. Uh, so, how we were able to kind of address those while simultaneously proceeding with our design uh, and helping move on, uh, move along uh, the project, I think, was actually very important in in kind of uh, starting construction and and moving everything along. Um, I also think that, um, uh, the, you know, there is building technology and I think, uh, in, in recent years and decades, we've seen, uh, such amazing, uh, breakthroughs in, uh, building technologies that allow buildings to be, uh, constructed in, in many different, um, um, you know, climates uh, or geographies. Uh, but I also think that there is uh, uh, something to be said about uh, accessing building technology on a, on a greater scale. Um, we've all seen buildings and uh, most of our buildings now are, you know, uh, made of, you know, concrete and glass. Uh, and some of these uh, more unusual technologies are still not uh, as, as prevalent. Uh, so I think there is innovation also in using some of these uh, technologies and materials that are wildly uh, accessible in maybe new and innovative ways uh, that we haven't seen. Um, lastly, I'd like to maybe mention, um, especially on this project, uh, because we were constrained with um, within existing buildings, maybe there's an innovative way to just use space uh, and think about space. Um, and uh, maybe there's there's a lesson in reusing an, ex an existing building. Uh, we've uh, all known about adaptive reuse, but mm -hmm. how can we really celebrate that and and push it to the next level? I like that. 
innovative way to use space. Can you go into that a bit? What that oh, means absolutely. for you? Oh, um, absolutely. So, um, on this particular project, uh, where we were engaged to first kind of address the core and shell uh, of the building. And there was this building also involved the a seismic uh, retrofit of the building. Um, and now that we're moving into the second phase uh, of the project, which will deal with um, the interiors of the building and um, the, all these spaces, you know, we, we like to always um, start uh, by maybe pushing the boundaries a little bit to what our clients might be thinking. Uh, you know, this is this is an office building. So, how we work? Uh, what is the nature of our work? Um, uh, the training spaces? Do they need to be enclosed uh, classrooms, or could it be uh, a flexible uh, space with uh, you know forum seating and maybe a cafe and breakout areas? Maybe maybe it's not necessarily um, that we use walls to define these spaces, but just arrangements of, of furniture. What else can define space? Uh, is this how um, uh, these spaces must be used? Or is there something out of this whole discussion that can be learned and, you know, maybe apply to the future of how this uh, organization works? So those are the types of questions we, we like to ask our clients. And, you know, sometimes they accept them and then sometimes they say, no, we just want a training room. <laughs> but, but I think it's our, <laughs> it's our responsibility uh, to, to ask those questions. And then sometimes, you know, they might say, you know, I think that's right. You know, like maybe this room can serve many, many different uh, purposes. So. Segue that into what you had said earlier about social responsibility and how that means, uh, obviously that means much and matters to you. Uh, yes, absolutely, it does. Um, I think that um, as, as architects, uh, um, well, any profession, I think we're also citizens um, and we should obviously care about um, something further than our own work and our own world. Uh, in architecture, obviously, every piece of architecture will have uh, an impact on its surrounding community, uh, whether it's uh, an office building, a school, uh, a theater, uh, there's something there that's going to last and, uh, you know, affect uh, generations to come. You know, a piece of architecture isn't, uh, it's not an instant um, fix to, to anything. And uh, even if it is, uh, we can't just look at it through the lens of today, uh, today's issues and trends. Uh, both, I think, aesthetically, uh, but also functionally and uh, socially. Um, I think, uh, you know, in our work, we've we've done a lot of pro bono work for uh, a few organizations. I think you'll uh, mention uh, one of them later. But uh, I think, you know, maybe that's also a way we can uh, we can contribute to uh, to some of the issues in our societies. Um, by, you know, helping maybe organizations that don't have the, the resources to, you know, help them create a, a better, uh, more productive space, or just working on spaces and having that uh, consciousness that uh, uh, what we leave behind uh, will have a positive impact. I mean, I, I think that too is maybe a good definition of sustainability. Super. You're listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast. We're talking today with Branka Knezevic. 
architect and founder of Plana, a Los Angeles-based architecture and design studio. You can find uh, more information at planaarchitects.com, planaarchitects.com. And our acknowledgement today is with the Special Needs Network. The Special Needs Network Incorporated is a non-profit grassroots organization responding to the crisis of autism and other developmental disabilities in underserved communities. For more information, you can visit their website at snnla.org. Again, snnla.org. Branca, as uh, before we uh, went to uh, that public service announcement, how do they, how do they matter much to you, the Special Needs Network, and um, why do you feel so close to them? Well, um, we've we've done work for them, uh, uh, both on a pro bono, but also as a client uh, basis. And uh, this organization is um, uh, an organization that was um, um, started by Arriva Martin to uh, help uh, uh, not just children with uh, special needs, but also their families. Uh, and uh, it's it's a really great organization that provides a lot of resources um, and uh, tools uh, to to these families, and I just think it's such a such a uh, such a great organization. You know, um, I think this whole concept of uh, children with special needs, but then also their families, uh, has been something that's only recently kind of uh, come into the limelight. Uh, but uh, she has been doing this for. Uh, for over a decade, and uh, I just think it's uh, it's really great uh, to, you know, see something uh, like this really happen from nothing and affect thousands and thousands of people in uh, in LA and especially in the underserved uh, communities of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, so we've been really happy and uh, blessed to be a part of a part of this movement. And speaking of movement, segue into, I know you're. Um you're young, a young architect, but have you ever considered a, a, a legacy? You know, what legacy are you, I guess you'd have to re reverse engineer this, but a legacy that you're leaving for not just your clients, but your immediate family in your own personal life. If you've thought that far ahead, um, maybe it's, I'm out of line even asking that question, but I'm curious because your work is so timeless in my opinion. Wow, thank you, Tom. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm really blushing here. I mean, uh, <laughs> it just meant you know, to be truthful. You, you you are right. Um, you know, uh, I'm I'm a younger architect. Uh, usually, architects, you know, it's an old profession, and it's also kind of a male-dominated profession. So I'm a bit of an anomaly. <laughs> uh, but speaking of legacy, I just feel like it's not. Well, I think. I might be uh, stepping way ahead of myself, but I feel like that's probably been something that was ingrained in me, maybe even before I started architecture. Mm. Um, it, it, it's definitely, you know, I'm not in this, um, you know, just to, I don't know, make a living, obviously. Uh, that's never been the case. I feel that, um, uh, I mean, obviously, I would love to to make uh, the world uh, slightly better when I leave it than uh, when I came here. Uh, architecture, you know, is is the type of profession 
where, you know, it's very incremental and uh, there's so much, so many little steps you need to do to, to make something kind of big in the end. And uh, even, even then, I think uh, after the, the building is built, then even that building is doing those things very incrementally and very slowly. Um, so um, I also want, I think, as a legacy, I, I'd like to, um, I'd like to, you know, improve the lives of those that I, I, I touch, not just through architecture, but perhaps through working together or, you know, being together or, um, uh, I think that Maya Angelou had this uh, other great um, uh, thought or quote that mm -hmm. it's it's what we leave behind is um, how we how we made those people feel, you know, and uh, I think that's um, that's something I'd like to do. I'd like to you know through my work not just make something beautiful but something that will uh, make people feel good and. Um, uh, and inspire them. What would you like to share that uh, we may not have touched on on this uh, on your show today, Branka? Well, uh, we are. Um, uh, let's see. We are all innovating. I, I think all the time. Uh, whether you're an architect or. Uh, a podcast <laughs> producer. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I think we're always constantly innovating. I think it's just a part of, uh, you know, being alive, uh, uh, being a professional, uh, being a human. Uh, we wake up every day. We, we try to improve something about our life, uh, uh, about the life of others. And uh, I think it's, it's kind of what pushes us uh, as humanity uh, toward a more... Uh, bright future. Yes, indeed. Bronca, it's been an honor, really, and <laughs> pleasure having you here today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tom. It's always a, my pleasure. Thank you. Our guest today has been Bronca Knezevic, architect and founder of Plana, a Los Angeles-based architecture and design studio rooted in design, ecological, and social sustainability and effective project management. Their mission is to create environments that are timeless, inspirational, and bring forth positive outcomes. For more information, feel free to visit their website at planaarchitects.com. Again, planaarchitects.com. You've been listening to the Architecture and Innovation podcast featuring one-on-one -on -one interviews with architects, designers, contractors, city managers, and thought leaders committed to sustainability, innovation, and solutions that are attractive and affordable and create a healthy living environment. Our podcast illuminates the challenges, breakthroughs, and proven solutions brought to industries, organizations, and communities. We look forward to you joining us again next time. I'm Tom Gerald. Thank you. The Architecture and Innovation Podcast is recorded from the offices of Sierra Cloud in Redmond, Washington, and on location. Executive producer and host of the Architecture and Innovation Podcast is Tom Dior. If you wish to contact us, our email address is podcast at Sierra Again, that's podcasts at syraclad.com.